This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn, along with me is Mark Hosseller, and we're talking about solving problems today. And one of the things that I sense sometimes is people having this attitude. If you have a problem with some, something, and then the attitude that you're you're hearing back, well, it's not a problem for me. Mm. Well, just because it's not a problem for you doesn't mean it's not a problem. So if your spouse mm-hmm. comes up to you with some, something and says, hey, this really bothers me when we do this, and you are, well, that's not a problem for me. Okay. This is where you'll say something stupid like, well, you need to get over that. Or you need to you need to just not be thinking that way or right. something like that. It's like, oh my gosh, why did I just say Yeah, that? right, exactly. Because <laughs> you're and not it, validating the other person's problem. Right. You're being right. dismissive is what you mm-hmm. mean. And that that's one mm-hmm. tip I have is don't be dismissive. So when somebody comes up to you and it's a problem, it's a problem for them, it's a problem. If you've got you go to church and you feel fine. Like I like cool temperatures. I like it cool. Mm-hmm. So if somebody says mm-hmm. it's cold, to me it might be perfect. But if 50 people are saying it's cold, it's a problem. I can't say, well, not a problem for me. I don't think it's cold. Mm. Well, Bill, we're not asking you what you think. You got 50 people who said it's cold. You know, yeah. So address the problem. Ignoring mm-hmm. a problem just because it's not a problem for you, is that is a problem. Yeah. So, or, or you're going to have a problem. So mm-hmm. I look at it in marriage. If you tell your spouse something, hey, this bothers me, you should listen to that mm. and not say, well, it's not a problem for me. I don't feel that way. Well, again... We're not talking about the way you feel. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the way that they feel. Mm-hmm. There's a, a guy and he would uh, drink and he'd come home every day, pop open a bottle of beer and it drove a stake in his wife's heart every time he did it. So we told him, you know, you really shouldn't do it because it bothers your wife. And then why it bothered her so much was because once he did, then he'd start talking because his, his lips yeah. loosened up and he'd remind her of things she had done in her past. Mm. You did this, you did this. And every day, this is what she had to look forward to. He's going to come home. Yeah. He's going to grab a bottle of beer or two. Then he's going to start telling me all the, reminding me of everything I did. The stuff that she felt badly about. She, you know, they were resolving it and we just begged the guy not to do it. Well, it's not a problem for me, right? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's not, well, I don't have a problem with it, but she has a problem with it. It doesn't matter if you have a problem with it or not. She has a problem and ended up uh, destroying that relationship. Oh. He wound up dying at a young age and yeah, there just wasn't really anything left. There wasn't any. There's no love. There's no, um, I would say heart. There was no feeling about it. I mean, mm-hmm. he had taken her heart and what she had for him and just absolutely obliterated it sad. because he just, and again, and you're telling him not to do it. And it's, well, it's not a problem for me. Right. You know? So I look at it and yeah. say, it doesn't matter if it's not a problem for you. If it's a problem for them, it's a problem. And I was even taught this in counseling. Like you can't have somebody come to you in counseling and say, well, this is a problem. And you tell them it's not Mm. because I was told Mm. this way. If it's a problem to them, it's a problem and you have to help them resolve it. It doesn't matter what your view on it is or what you think about it for them. They're struggling with it. So if it's a problem for them, it's a problem. If it's a problem for your spouse, it's a problem. If your kids are having a problem with something you're doing, your attitude is a problem. Mm-hmm. You need to get to resolving it and not dismissing it. So again, my tip is don't be dismissing it and just recognizing it that if people say yeah. it. And when I say recognition of the problem, I, I think just hearing, just be willing to listen to it. That's it, man. Right. So yeah, so my immediate response to what you're saying is, is perception equals reality. 
Mm-hmm. And that person's perception is their reality. That's right. what they're living in right, right now. And yeah, sometimes we need to partner alongside them and help them to see that this is, you know, this might not be exactly the way you're seeing it. Right. And you might want to help them out of that. You know, we're not asking them to be stuck there. So that problem might not really be a, as big a problem as they might feel it is. But you got to start with where they're at. And if right. you dismiss them right away, there's a wall up. They're not going to hear another word you say, you know. Some perceptions are tough. I mean, I've been up against it for, mm. you know, all my years as a pastor, really, because, well, hey, you get perceived one way. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty focused. I mean, when it comes to Sunday morning, you know, I have a lot of my mind. And then if you see someone new, sometimes you, you might inadvertently walk by somebody, you know, and that comes across a certain way. It's not that you don't care. You could come across that way, right? Sure. So then you have to realize, well, but perception is reality for them. Even though you know what the real mm-hmm. reality is, mm-hmm. you also know what the perception is. So then you battle and you take steps to make sure that you're not reinforcing that perception that you're saying hi to everyone you're yeah. trying to pay attention and be yeah. mindful knowing that hey you just have certain things in your personality that are who you are mm-hmm. and it gets perceived a certain way so make sure you're trying to correct that too mm-hmm. um, I, I think say, I think for myself I have a danger of um, I have a danger of actually looking into something and thinking or seeing a problem because I'm in my nature I'm a solve I'm right. a problem solver right and so sometimes I will actually look into something and think there's a problem and go after that problem. And right. there's not really a problem. Right. But there is now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I, th- I you know, you have to be careful of that. Yeah. You really do. And, the, and so what you said is very key. You said, listen, I think it's up to both individuals to have a listening ear. Right. The one that's, you know, receiving that problem and right. the one that's, that might be, um, might be sharing the problem. Right. You both have to be able to listen. Here's, here's a great word from Smalley again. Fight your way to a better marriage. The love talk. The L-U-V-E talk. Listen. Seek to understand. Right. Validate. Right. And empathize with the other person. Right. And then where needed, apologize with that person. Right. Apologize where it's needed. But the first step to everything is going to be to listen to them. Hear them out. Right. Let's hear what this problem is. Right. And then you can go forward and and try to find a solution. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, not getting kind of stuck. Well, I have no say I, there's nothing I can do. And you just accept everything, whether you like it or not. I think sometimes you need to speak up. There's a lot of us who are strong willed, you know, I'm sure I was a strong willed child. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm still pretty strong willed, but I'm also very like easy rolling too. Like Mm. I don't, Hey, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I might have an idea at a restaurant. You tell me why well, I don't want to go there. Then I'm like, well, hey, you let me know where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I give you a couple ideas. And then you say, right. no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to. Okay. Well, you tell me then, you know what I'm yep. saying? Where, where you want to yep. go, but I'm super adaptable. Like I don't have mm-hmm. to hold mm-hmm. just one, one idea or one thought. It's like, I'm pretty easy rolling in the scope yep. of things. So, yeah. And I think you have to be, and I love uh, Romans twelve eighteen. If it is a possible, if it is possible, as far as depends on you, live at peace with everyone, and that's a great passage because my responsibility then is to, whenever possible, just live at peace with people. So if I can move, if I can turn down my music, if I can, like uh, okay, for instance, if, I, if I'm around somebody and they don't like to joke around, I'm not going to joke around. Mm. If mm. I know that person just doesn't like teasing, doesn't like joking around, I won't. Sure. 
if I'm if I'm around somebody who seems to like that kind of stuff and I'm a joker, I'll joke mm-hmm. around more. It mm-hmm. just depends. But I try to learn the people I'm around and I just point. go right. that way. So and if, if people need information earlier from me, then I would try to get the information early. Like I'm going to try to do whatever I can to get yeah. along well with the people that I'm around because mm-hmm. our responsibility is to do everything you can yep. to be at peace with all people. Don't so. you love the practicality of the scripture? I love the practicality. That first phrase, if it's possible, you know, we have to know where that line is, you right. know, because like you just said about me, sometimes it creates a problem when you cross the line of reconciliation right. and you start chasing people. Right. That creates a problem. Now. Right. You've just created a problem for yourself. Right. If it's possible. So what that is, is you go, you do everything you can to come to the line of reconciliation. You present the opportunity for reconciliation to happen. Right. And if that person refuses, that's on them now. Right. And you let them. Right. Whenever they're ready, they come back because there's times when it's just impossible to reconcile that relationship. Yeah, because they won't have it. Nope. They don't want. This is what I've learned where it says if everything's possible, just do your part. Some people aren't going to have peace because they're going to storm no matter what you do and no matter what you said. Is they're going to make a problem of it. Mm-hmm. So at that case, look, I did what I could do and I don't worry about it. This is stuff I'm not going to lose sleep over. Yep. If this is the way you want to be, yep. then be that way. I think it's but a this shame is where when you, Christians are not living this way. This I mean, is where you get codependency. This is where you get issues where people will bend over and do unhealthy things to try and get peace with that other person that's just not having it. They just don't want it. They don't want anything to do with you. Right. And every time they're around, they're hurting you. Right. And the next time you're thinking in your heart, well, this time will be different. I'm going to do things this way and they're going to like me now. Right. Stop that. Stop chasing. You know, come to the line and don't create a problem by crossing that line and chasing the well, other person. Well, that's when you have an expectation that we have to be friends or this person has to like me. We'll change your expectation. I remember a gal and she was just crying, mm-hmm. crying. She comes out of church because her dad says something mean and her dad always said, means, you know, I can't, you know, um, I guess the guy was never happy, always critical, you know, Mm -hmm. everything they did. And, you know, this woman's in her 50s. And I said, you know what amazes me? Because I asked her, I said, how old's your dad anyway? He's in his 80s. I said, what really amazes me is that you're in your 50s and he's been the same your whole life. And you keep expecting him to be different. Yeah. Like, why are we expecting this person who has shown no evidence that he's ever going to be any different, that he's ever going to say words of appreciation, that he's ever going to say what you want him to say. That's such and a good you, point. Right. You're sitting here still expecting a different result. And that's where your your expectations have to align with the reality. Mm-hmm. You do what you can. Mm-hmm. You, you, you just can't worry about it. That person's mm-hmm. whatever broken for, from whatever forces were yep. in his life when he was younger. So he doesn't know how to show you the love that you want to see and you're letting it get to you. Mm. And I'm thinking, you know, you got to learn at some point that some people are just going to be a certain way yeah. and I'm not going to expect yeah. anything different than that. Yeah. But as far as my way of it goes, I want to be considerate because it says in Philippians two, and this is one way to get along and problem solve is basic consideration in Philippians two, three through four, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility, value others better than yourselves really above yourselves, mm-hmm. not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. And I like it. Don't be selfish, be humble, value others above you. Don't look just for your own interest. Look out for the interest of others. And so I find that 
I have to be considerate. Now, one illustration uh, in doing weddings, I'll often ask, what are you wearing? I did a wedding recently and they said, well, you know, wear whatever you want. Like, we don't care. I mean, you come to our wedding in jeans and a mm -hmm. t-shirt, shorts, you know, what, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You just, you go ahead and wear it to the wedding. And I ask, but what are you wearing? Oh, well, I'm wearing a shirt and, and I'm wearing a tie and I'm like, okay. And then well, what are the groomsmen wearing? Well, they're wearing shirts and they're wearing ties. What am I going to wear? Shirt and a tie. Shirt and a tie. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to blend in with them. Now, if they all came and they say, hey, we're going to wear jeans and we're going to wear a blue shirt, I'm not going to come in a suit and tie. Because mm. I'm just going to. I don't have one way, you know, the only, this is the only, the only way I know how to do a wedding is I have to wear a black suit and a white shirt and a blue tie. It's, Hey, whatever, you're whatever talking you're about going, me right now, right, you know we're going, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to fit in to, because I'm, I'm the other way now. I feel like I'm the professional and I'm there to be the pastor to officiate right. that wedding. I need to look the part and I need to make sure and be, in a suit and tie, you right. know, and I can't get myself where you're at. And, you know, one day I will. I, oh, I you want will. To, yeah, you for know, sure. But because I was there too, but I just started to realize, hey, Bill, you know, people, even with a funeral, sometimes I'll ask them, well, mm -hmm. how are you guys like dressing for it? And there are times where I might do a funeral, not wear a tie at all wow. and just wear a pair of khakis and a dress shirt. There's other times I'm going to be in the full suit. Mm -hmm. It just depends on the family and who I'm working for and how, but yeah. I'm going to fit into them. Remember one time I went and did a funeral and young guy died. I walk in, I've got my tie on, my dress shirt. Everyone there is like goth, jeans. Like there's not a tie in the whole place. Nowhere wow. at all. That tie, my tie came off in 60 seconds. That tie was gone. That's so interesting. Because man. I'm here yeah. to connect with you mm -hmm. and, and relate to you and just to be considerate for who I'm. Like Paul said, I'm, I'm all things to all people mm -hmm. that I might win the loss. So yeah. I'm, I'm willing to adapt and not to make it what I want to do. Cause I mean, I might want to wear t-shirts and shorts for every wedding I ever officiate right. to be comfortable, especially outside, Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. And mm -hmm. if you're wearing, if everyone's wearing a suit jacket, then my suit jacket's going to be on. I did a wedding in okay. Texas. It was really hot and it was outdoors. I had that suit on. I love that about so, you, man. Yeah. I really do. Cause I, like I said, I, I just can't. I'm not there yet, you know, and right. actually chastity has told me the same thing. You know, you should probably, whatever the, the, the groom's wearing, that's what you should be wearing. Yeah, you know, right. you should be trying to match that as closely. So she's told me that before, but I, I don't know. I mean, every time I feel more comfortable in just being in a suit, right. you know, but yeah. well, even the last wedding, day, my wife, I was like, should I wear a white shirt? Usually if I wear white shirts, I'm wearing a suit jacket. Should I wear a white shirt or right. should I wear a blue shirt? She goes, if you wear a blue shirt, I don't know what the color that the gals are wearing or the guys are wearing per se, you might really clash. Yeah. So even though we like the blue shirt better, I wore the white shirt because all the other guys were in white, mm. but it looks good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It looks nice in the pictures because everyone's kind of sure. uniform and they match, we all match and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I'm also not going to wear, like if you're dressed up formally, I'm not going to wear a pair of uh, Chuck Berry's, whatever Converse yeah. sneakers. Like I'm not going to wear yeah. sneakers because I want to like, or I'm not going to wear jeans just because I want to, I'm going to say, no, how are you? Because I want to be yeah. considerate in that's, how that I'm living. And that's the key is, is you're coming back to this verse by being considerate, treating 
others above yourself, like taking their interest above your own, Right. you know? And I really appreciate that. Actually, the next verse is so critical in understanding this. It says in verse five, you should have the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. Right. And if we are, what did Christ do when problems were brought to him? He listened. Mm -hmm. He came alongside them. He put his hand on them. How many times did he ask him, what do you want me to do for you? Right. I love that question. Well, he, when he wanted <laughs> you know? to be alone and people were crowded and he fed the thousands. I mean, when he was trying to get some rest and thousands of people came, he fed them. Right. So we should have the same attitude as Christ. Right. Come alongside the people with their problems. How, how do you want me to help? Right. Is there anything you do want me to do? Sometimes right. my wife has let me know this many times. Sometimes I don't need you to open your mouth. I just need you to sit with me. I just right. need you to hold me. Right. Just be with me. Right. Okay. Right. Then that's what I want to do. Right. You know, so I, I love this text, man. I, I, I really love Philippians too because it's like, a great model. I like the people around me being happy, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to not, I'm going to do everything moral. I'm not going to do something immoral to make you happy. Sure. I'm going to be on, you know, as long as I'm pleasing, I have to please God first mm-hmm. and then please people. But yeah, I have to recognize if someone tells me there's a problem, I need to pay attention and not dismiss it. We talked about that. We have that basic consideration of, hey, what are other people going through? Like Paul said, 1 Corinthians 922, the week I became weak to win the week. I become all things to all people that by all possible means I might save some. So wow. that was his attitude. I love it. And then there's loving resolution. So recognize the problem, have basic consideration, and then seek to lovingly resolve. And sometimes you can meet in the middle. Sometimes, mm. you know, because a lot of time problems, that, especially in marriage, they go on are just unmet expectations. So you have an expectation. They have a different expectation. So you communicate your expectation. Once you know there is an expectation, it, it's foolish to ignore it to be honest. Yeah. Like it's just not smart to mm-hmm. ignore what that expectation is because you need to either meet it all out. You need to uh, compromise meet mm-hmm. in the middle mm-hmm. or you need to abandon it. But my wife had an expectation of me when I used to steal that fish that on Saturdays, I'd spend half the Saturday with her. I was fishing all day. She said it, we met in the middle, you know? So yeah. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. not a problem. And I've mm-hmm. always tried to do that. Like if I hear it, and some expectations you have, by the way, you can never let go. You can't abandon the expectation that your spouse be faithful, yep. that your spouse be honest. Yep. Like those are expectations. I would not abandon those expectations mm-hmm. because those are biblical expectations. But, you know, if you take your shoes and put them in a certain place, you know, squeezing the tube toothpaste in the middle and that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you can, well, there's a little room to move on there. You know, <laughs> yeah. So. No, I, I like what you're saying. I, it actually kind of goes along with my personal devotions this morning out of Galatians 6 where it says you should restore a person that is caught up in a sin or caught up in a problem, Mm -hmm. right? You should go to that person and restore them with a spirit of gentleness. Right. Love. Right. You know, come in and restore that person. And you need to watch yourself when you're doing that, that you don't fall into temptation. Right. Right after that, it says this, carry each other's burdens. Right. Carry each other's burdens. Come alongside. If it's a burden for you, let me let me strap that onto my shoulders, and I'll help you carry that for a little bit. You oh, know that's a wonderful thing. Absolutely, yeah. I've had people do that for me. Uh, just uh, Dana coming and helping mm-hmm. me with the deck mm-hmm. when he did. You know, for he came at nine days. He came eight part of them, like usually after work, and helped me get it done. And I super super appreciated it because yeah. without him, man, it would have taken me forever. So helped me to shoulder. We were, we had some overwhelming projects this year. For sure. Really I mean, we good. had two big ones. Rebuild yeah. uh, two decks, and we were laying a f- stone floor for a patio 
of reclaimed sandstone, it was which a, anyone it was I talked to after I decided to do it said, yeah, like my one son told me, someone he works for said, yeah, I tried that and I, I quit immediately and went right. <laughs> I just laid cement down the bag. This, yeah. it, it did take an extreme amount of, of work and patience to mm -hmm. to do it, and we didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And we learned, you know, we had to learn yep. in the process as we went along. We just had to figure it out. So, yep. but to have that guy come or have you come oh, there one man. day and just help me, you know, level yep. out the stones and stuff. I mean, all that and make all the strings and make sure we were, this is all helped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like every, every time somebody came and just, you know, stood in there with mm -hmm. you, you know, it felt really, really good. Mm -hmm. But it says, I like, you know, how I need to be careful of that. I'm not causing people to distress, like in problem solving, yeah. not creating problems. And it says, mm -hmm. if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you're no longer acting in love. And this is Romans 14. And that was verse 15. Do not by your eating, destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you know is good to be spoken of as evil, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the mm. Holy Spirit. Mm. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing God and receives human approval. And I like that. Hey, you know what? The kingdom of God, is it's not about eating and drinking and just doing whatever you want to do. It's about righteousness. It's about peace. It's about joy in the Holy yep. Spirit. It's about it's about yep. keeping that peace between people. So I always like to do everything that I can to be at peace with the people around me. That's such good advice. I mean, this the scriptures are so good. You've pointed out a couple of scriptures. That I think that whole Romans twelve through the end of the awesome. book is is awesome. incredible right. instructions for how to live. Be devoted to one another. Honor each other. You know, that's all found in there. I, I think you've brought up some really good points. We need. I love your tip. Don't dismiss people. Right. We have to be able to listen to them, validate what they're saying, come alongside, carry their burden if it's possible, right. live at peace with them. Those are all great things right. to do. And then when you're frustrated too, check your expectations. You know, are my expectations really realistic? Yeah. And, and, and figure it out because sometimes we're tripping ourselves up with unrealistic mm -hmm. expectations. I'm just mm -hmm. happy to serve. I mean, bottom line, I mean, I'm happy to serve. I'm happy to help people. Yep. End of a week, if you can look back, you know, you helped somebody, you did the things God wanted you to do. And whether for us, it's making this podcast, it's, mm -hmm. it's teaching, it was doing a wedding last weekend, you know, whatever you can do to help people, I think yep. is also, yep. is, is really what it's all about. So you just have to keep your focus on the right things. Mm -hmm. And as problems come up, you know, lovingly resolve them. And yep. You know, don't hide, don't bury your head in the sand, but, and it'll be, it'll be okay. You know I mean? That's yeah. right. The way to go, but we appreciate you tuning in and uh, being a part of this really by listening in. We appreciate you sharing it. Uh, appreciate mm -hmm. feedback, any of those things. Y'all have a great and a blessed week. Mm -hmm.